You're listening to But, but First, a Big Brother podcast hosted by super fans Nick, Press, and Jill. You are leaving the Big Brother bubble, so please put on your mask and go straight to the empty chair you will see 10 feet away from me. By a vote of 9 to 2, Janelle, you are evicted from the Big Brother house. Okay, everyone, welcome back to But First. It's been a rough week for all of us, I can say. Nick, are you doing okay? Please come back to me. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll talk okay, to you. Yeah, um, I'm doing okay. We'll, we'll talk about it throughout the episode, but I feel like the power of Janelle um, is actually like making me feel better in a way. I know that's weird, but... Um, mm-hmm. She's she's the best, and I'm trying to embrace her um, vibes in these post-BB22 world um, of her tenure. But, um, yeah, so just excited to get going. Yeah, I would say, hi, it's Nick. Um, I, I do feel better knowing that she is so positive in all of her exit interviews and, you know, when she was just kind of saying, like, okay, well, Memphis, good on him. Like, he mm-hmm. played – she's not – going out of there sour or bitter or like trying to burn mm-hmm. the house down. Um, and I'm, I'm excited to see her tweets and posts uh, of what she does throughout the rest of the season. So I'm okay. I'm really, really bummed. Um, I'm hopeful that like Kaser can at least do something. So we shall see. It's, it's really weird, but you know what? She was too good for this season. She mm-hmm. was playing with a bunch of children there. And as she has said in a bunch of her interviews, she's like, I walked in the house and I didn't see a single all-star. So mm-hmm. on a lighter note, you guys, uh, we have a special guest this week, a fellow podcaster, host of Two Gay Mats, and the star and creator of a wonderful new film called Devos. Everybody give it up for Matt Steele. Hello. Welcome. I just want to say I am thrilled to finally be on a Big Brother podcast because you can ask my roommate, Matt Palmer, who I co-host Two Gay Mats with. You know, we go through different news events of the week and everything, and I just so desperately want to talk about Big Brother. It's literally the only thing I want to talk about, but I know that I can't because we have to keep moving on to different topics and everything. So I try to like rush through all of my Big Brother commentary for the week on that podcast, but I'm so happy that I'm here and I can really just give a deep dive into my thoughts and and talk ad nauseum about the only thing that I care about during the summer. And that's Big Brother. <laughs> You're in the right place. Yes. So thank you. I appreciate it. Matt, what's your history with Big Brother? Have you watched every season? I have watched, uh, I started watching Big Brother season two back in 2001, and I've watched every season ever since. And I even went back and watched season one uh, a couple years ago. That's a journey, let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. 70, that's like 70 episodes, I think. Um, yeah, it was on like was, every night. Yeah, it was on five nights a week, and but only for half an hour. And most of the episodes were literally just 
these are what the house guests are doing today. Yes. They're, they're eating tacos. <laughs> like it's, yeah. it's really, it's nothing like what it was. That's where, where like George got his name because he was like raising chickens in the yard. Yeah. They had chickens. Um, yeah. I feel like it was more of like a utopia vibe almost like yeah. wanting them to like start a new world or something. Yeah. It was, it definitely started out as more of like a social experiment type mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. And since, you know, the internet was brand new. They would, Julie Chen would bring in these guests who were like in quotes, internet experts and everything. And they would talk about what the viewers would comment on, on the feeds and the internet expert would be like, they say things like chicken George is so crazy. LOL, which stands for (laughs) laugh out loud in internet speak. Like it's, (laughs) it was just so bizarre. And then, you know, once a week, someone would get voted out by America. Right. Um, I think the feeds were on AOL that season. Well, I mean, everything was on AOL. I feel like AOL <laughs> was the internet, you know? So. That's true. I think it's so nice to have a guest who's like such a huge, we're all Big Brother fans, obviously, but I think I really relate to your story of just like wanting to talk Big Brother all the time and struggling to find people who want to other than Nick yeah. and Jill. So <laughs> I always tell people that the Big Brother fans, like, first of all, when you find them, it's a weird, you, it's like, you can't pick out a big brother fan out of anyone, but once you find, they admit they're a big brother fan, you're like, oh yeah, you are a big brother fan. (laughs) Like, it's like a certain type of personality that you're just like, oh yeah, you would like big brother. But I also always tell people, they're like, oh, I, I should, you know, when I talk about it, they're like, oh, I should get into it. And I'm just like, I just want to let you know, like, this is dedication. Like big brother fans, are dedicated it's Mm -hmm. on three nights a week you got most people well not most people but like a lot of people the the ones worth talking to are like following the feeds and they're like you know it's all they think about during the summer i know that's the hardest thing is like getting people to commit to that and that's why it's been a struggle for me and i was hoping this year with everyone being trapped at home anyway that i'd be able to like get some more friends involved in the big brother world. And then eventually, you know, they'd, they'd subscribe to CBS all access and catch up on the other 21 seasons. But like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, no exactly. one wants to, I, I forced my husband to watch and I mean, he enjoys it, but it's like, it's, it's, it's a struggle. I know. I, you know I tell people all the time, they're, they're always like, oh, maybe I should watch it. I'm like, no, 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 don't watch this season. Go back and watch this season, then watch this season, then watch this season. And then I give them the whole breakdown of like, well, if you want um, really bad gameplay, but really good drama, then you tune into season 11. But if you want like this, th- or it depends on what you're looking for. And yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah. Season 11, the season that gave us Kevin. Oh. <laughs> hey, season 11 had amazing drama. But no, literally no gameplay whatsoever, but amazing drama. So Matt, what, maybe what are your two favorite seasons? Like maybe one from the older school game of play and then maybe one newer one. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Um, Favorite season of all time is absolutely six. Like six is just, just the crown crown (laughs) jewel of Big Brother. I mean, you could also say 10 because 10 had amazing, amazing characters. I would say 10 had like probably the best casting um, and just the most amazing drama mixed with such like incredible gameplay. My The only reason why I put six above 10 is that 10 for like a, the second half of the entire season, 
you knew that Dan was going to win. So mm-hmm. I, I tend to not be as tuned in when it's kind of predictable what the outcome is going to be. That's why I absolutely despise 16. I think 16 oh. is the worst season yeah. that the show Same. has ever had. Uh, not only because it was so predictable, but because it felt so manufactured by, you know, the producers and everything. Out of the new seasons, uh, did y'all watch Big Brother Over the Top? I did. Uh, I didn't. I missed that. I did not. Big Brother Over the Top had the best casting that the show has had in in a while. Um, It was a different casting director. (laughs) Um, uh, But also, I don't know what the show was like if you just watched the episodes, because they only had one episode a week that they like crammed everything in. But if you followed the feeds, it was absolutely thrilling because the house was so divided and Mm. the fans were so divided. So that was really Mm. fun. But out of the newer seasons, I have a very controversial opinion. Uh-oh. I think season 15 was absolutely incredible. Like, take out take, take out, out the racism. The racism. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. obviously there are reasons to dislike a number of the house guests. But I think the gameplay in season 15 mm-hmm. was amazing. I the agree. drama was unbelievable. And to me, it's the most unpredictable season that the show has kind of ever had like you really had no idea where it was gonna go mm. and yep. and i think a big reason was because they got rid of all the alpha males right away yes that and was that's so that's good. why it's so good and that's why that's why it's so entertaining i don't and i don't know we've had a couple nice seasons recently like i think season 20 had an amazing amazing pre-jury set like era but then after like jury started it became and level six just dominated everything it was just like insufferably mm-hmm. boring yeah. um i think last season had a bad bad pre-jury era but then the second half i thought was very entertaining uh, i can um, i can't i have to disown any uh like reference to bb21 i just think that they're <laughs> I just think that they're even they're all guilty by association that cast and uh, except for like Kemi and Jessica. I just, you know, I wish we could expunge it from the record. Wow. I I, I liked season 21. I, I think after the whole day 44 fight, which was like unbelievable. I watched all three hours of those feeds <laughs> of wow. the day 44 fight. I think it was just like, oh, I'm absolutely on board with this season now. Like it was just, and you know, as unlikable as Jackson is, I refuse to call him Mickey. As unlikable as he was, he played a damn great game. And I think Nicole yeah. was just so winning and darling and, you know, a good person to root for, even though she didn't win. <laughs> I think these are all valid opinions. Except out yeah. of all of the controversy that season gave us, I think the worst thing it gave us was David on All Stars. <laughs> oh, my God. God. Good segue. Yeah. That man has no reason to be on All Stars. Yeah. At first, I was like, "Oh, that's cool. They're giving him a shot," but he refuses to actually play the game. Well, yeah. he's trying to play in this horrible way. I mean, it was hilarious this week how he literally was like, "I don't think I'm like playing this a uh, good game." Like, <laughs> no, bless his heart. He's almost like the unplanned saboteur. Ooh. Well, you know, I. But that's also kind of why. Not that I say like, oh, I have like high hopes for his gameplay, but that's also kind of why I'm thinking maybe it would be interesting to see him stick around for a few more weeks just because he could start throwing, like his bad gameplay could start throwing wrenches in other people's games. Like he kind of threw Tyler under the bus this week yeah, and, and 
I am kind of I'm absolutely here for a Tyler downfall. <laughs> like I'm, I'm I like anything that can just blow that alliance up. I'm ready for and I desperately want. So it's kind of like, yeah, let's like throw David in there to give some chaos. Like yeah. I'm all for it. It's just it's just his way of going about it is kind of just like it's a little just like oh yeah, I I, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. And right. These other people they think they're playing me, but but they don't know what they're doing, but I know what I'm doing. And it's just like, David, no. Yeah, he's like a bumbling cartoon, like a Mr. Magoo or something. Who like yeah. always ends up on top, but like ruins everything. Yeah, and he Amelia kind of like... Amelia. It's like he wants to say things that are like deep and and he, he wants to like act like he knows all the secrets, but he really doesn't. And yeah. so his conversations with Janelle oh my Kaser, God. this past week have just been so painful. Kaser was saying last night, he's like, I don't know what's up with David, but he speaks in code. And when I <laughs> ask him what he's saying, he refuses to tell me, thinking like I'm in some alliance trying to get him out. Because he he doesn't even know what he's saying. He just like it seems like he just wants to sound smart. Even with like his own allies, Davon and Bailey, like he talks in circles with them and you can see it's really wearing on them and I think they're reaching the point where they're ready to just like cut cut him and I also feel like there was never any solidifying of the fact that they were in an alliance. It was more like Davon yeah. was trying to protect him, but they never had like an honest conversation of like, let's work together, mm-hmm. at least to my knowledge, or maybe they did on the feeds, but it just, it was very strange that like, you know, like Bailey's in the middle and she's like, you guys trust me, but you don't trust each other. On Thursday night's episode, I was intrigued by how much airtime they gave the David Devon Bailey storyline um and Tyler and all that stuff. I because it was like such a, you know, this night of Janelle and Kaser and they gave so much <laughs> and I was just wondering, is that because it was just there wasn't actually that much gameplay this week because it was like they're just gonna get rid of Janelle. Like why do you think they gave it so much airtime? I think they gave it so much airtime because they wanted to really position it as because knowing that Danny and Enzo were going to vote for Kaser, they the story would have been, oh, they're flipping the house because Tyler feels paranoid about David and wants to have a bigger target in there and they can go after David. To me, that was what the story that they were trying to build. Plus, they were showing that like Tyler, uh, that David just like is a rookie. Yeah. Well, I also think they probably put that in there because this entire I, every single week so far has literally just been there's a target um and the person who is the target just campaigns and campaigns and campaigns and campaigns and campaigns and gives great valid points and is doing a great job campaigning but um because no one in this cast has any you know balls shall we say yeah Uh, they're they're just such lame players that they're it's like talking to a brick wall. So, I mean, I guess they figured, what are we going to show? Janelle campaigning and people being like, well, if you can get the majority when I'm on board, then uh, like, do we have 10 minutes of that? Or do we have right. 10 minutes of something else that's pretty interesting and is a little dramatic, you know? Yeah. So, so and as, as much as we wanted the entire episode dedicated to Janelle and Kaser and their friendship and everything... Like, honestly, if the whole episode was just a hit looking back on the, the history of Kaser and Janelle's <laughs> friendship, I would have been on board. Me too. Um, but, <laughs> but I guess they figure this cast, they're just duds. They're not, yeah. 
That's what's yeah. so wrong, horrible about this season is like, and about the players in the past several years in general, like they have people who don't want to make any moves whatsoever. Like there's no negotiating, there's no campaigning, there's no nothing. Well, what the house wants, we have to respect the HOH's wishes and I don't want to get blood on my hands. And that's why I'm nominating like Kevin. Like it's, it's very frustrating as a viewer. It's um, the reason why all this all-star season is kind of a dud and a steamroll is because of the past seasons of casting. Mm -hmm. This is a fluke of oh this is just because like the people we chose these are the people they choose every season mm-hmm. and then they when they're in sequestered they show them specific seasons like mm-hmm. eric's season to say this is how you play big brother they, instead, they, of showing, instead of showing them season eight or season or all-star season one mm-hmm. or season six or 15 like they they don't pro- look for people that are actual game players they look for people who want to show mans who are 25 and under and you know like have never really seen the show everybody hops on the show and they're like oh yeah i've seen it but they've only seen it because they were shown it in sequester yeah they actually don't watch it and that's always been my biggest problem with the pat with the more recent seasons is there just young people who aren't there to play they're there for instagram followers they're there for a summer showmance um or they're there because like, oh, yeah, like, I think it would be fun. Whereas, you know, that kind of dividing line of like BB15 and before were people who were like diverse in ages, diverse in gameplay, and were and there were a bunch of little different alliances, but you could still cut a deal. Like yeah. if you if Janelle came out to me and I was in the house and she's like, uh, if you save me, I will keep you safe. And I will also vote with you for three weeks. And here's my wedding ban. I'd be like, cool, give me that wedding ban and let, let me see what I can do. Like, mm-hmm. and it just, it's very, very annoying as a viewer and as a fan of gameplay for people who are just like, well, if somebody wants to save you, like I could hop on board as your <sighs> sick person. This yeah. is, yeah. I think if we, if you look at Janelle's campaigning and I mean, she really tried this week and I have to give it to her. Well, going back to what you were saying about just the casting and all of that, I don't understand how it isn't apparent, like so apparent to everyone in the house, everyone in production that, Hmm. Is it a bad sign that the fav the most favorite person on this cast appears to be someone who originally was on the show 15 years ago? Like do, and that yeah. we've cast a ton of people from seasons since then. And no one is causing the reaction that Janelle still can even so many years later, which is brings yeah. me to now that we know there's basically no buyback. There's no, there was no way that CBS and Big Brother were going to try to get her to be able to stay and she's home now like I'm just starting my like campaign for her to be America's favorite because I just would love for her to beat all those other players like third evicted and to still get America's favorite this year oh absolutely It's it's also really interesting too that all the first evictees not only have they been women but they've all been America's favorite players yeah why like you have to think okay gee if america has the opportunity to vote in some like special powers wouldn't you want to align with the people that america likes instead of endo in season was it season 15 matt yeah where they weaponized her yeah Yeah. they weaponized her yeah (laughs) 
And it but was that was really the smartest so thing smart. they did, and it, it carried them through to like halfway through the season. I feel yeah, and like then they, and, then, her... and, and then Andy just slipped, snipped her off, framed her, and snipped yeah. her off. Like, <laughs> so, like it's very well. The thing is, like they don't even know that most of that house doesn't even know that Keisha was America's favorite because yeah. they don't yeah, know they the history of the show. Like yeah. there's so many yeah. episodes, there's so many uh, clips on uh, the feeds of someone mentioning, oh, Keisha was America's favorite and she was like so, you know, such a dynamite, like firecracker in the house her season and Tyler and Cody are just like, oh, was she? Oh, I didn't know that. Something I have to say about, I want to give Nicole credit for, um, like Janelle, she did not stop campaigning until the very, like Nicole was someone who I was like, oh, she's the target. She could easily like, um, just be like lie down and be like oh well I'm going home but like even her week like she she campaigned and she campaigned and she campaigned and she had logical point well when she realized that Janelle and Kesa were actually her friends which was unfortunately the very very last minute it was like five in the morning the night before yeah. and, and I was watching but uh, <laughs> like she she still like didn't lay down and die but the the cast was just like no we have to go with we have to go what, with the house. What the house wants. And it's, it's like, like, oh my God. God. And it's like, yeah. if you are not, and that, you know, it's also unfortunate that there are like Venn diagrams of, of giant alliances because mm-hmm. if you were Kevin, well, Kevin voted for Nicole to stay, but like if, if you're not part of this alliance or you're not, you haven't had a, like a conversation with Memphis about like gameplay, why do you want to do what he wants just mm-hmm. because it's what the HOH wants? And Another thing is they were trying to get Christmas. They didn't know that Christmas was in this big alliance. And Christmas yeah. was like getting angry with them. And she was just like, guys, you're you're trying you're telling me to put myself in this horrible position like in the first two weeks. And like, how's that gonna make me look to other people? Like, you don't know who I'm and it's kind of like Christmas. Lie. Like, yes. l- like go in the diary room, vote to keep Nicole, and then go back to your alliance and say, I don't know what happened. Yes. Like who did that? Like yes. that's the whole that's that's what you do on Big Brother. Yes. And it's like Why? You know, every everyone just t- tells each other everything now because it's they so they want to be a part of the big alliance of cool kids. And so everyone just sort of tells each other everything. So there there is no lying, there is no scheming, there is no backstabbing. It's just like uh, which is why I need to be on Big Brother 23. Okay, we're starting campaign now. That's, a, that's the second campaign that we're running. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we are very into causes here on But First. So <laughs> first was, you know, um, making an email template to email CPS to keep her. Um, and now it's you know, making a, a, everybody vote for Janelle for America's Favorite Player. And then yeah. next, is going to be following my journey of getting on Big Brother 23 so that I can bring back gameplay and being a manipulator and, you know, not worrying about being, you know, best friends with everybody behind their backs. But of course, Mm -hmm. in front of them being like, oh, yeah, I got you. Yeah, I just understand, like, especially that whole, well, some David conversation he was having. I I was like, just, just lie. What do you mean? Just lie. Like, if, if they were like, who told you that? Say Nicole. Because guess what? She's not there. They can't confront her. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. I, and honestly, I think whenever Big Brother has like a di- season that's like disappointing to fans or whatever, they always kind of like the next season try to course correct. Um, like after season 15, that's why we got such a – and after like the PR disaster that that was, like 
that's when they were like, okay, season 16, we have to get people who will do exactly what we want them to do. Like Mm -hmm. they'll be cute in the diary room. They will like all be behave. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. that's I like season 15. They had people who were just like, Oh fuck what CBS wants. Like (laughs) we're going to do our own thing. (laughs) And so they found that. And so then season 16, they were like, okay, we're going to cast people who are very sort of like even keels. Like the only crazy person really was Devin. Uh, and it was so sad that he left oh, yeah. so early because he was just an agent of chaos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I You need more like Devin's in there, like Devin's or like B- BB20 Caitlin. Oh, what a, what a perfectly yeah. cast human being. Like <laughs> the fact that she left so early is devastating because she just, she was just chaos, pure chaos. Yep. She put up her own Alliance member in the very beginning. That's why the first half of Big Brother 20 was so good and why the second half was so boring because level six was just like, yeah, we just win competitions <laughs> and we yeah. are and they loyal to each other. So hard. They tried so hard to keep Caitlin. The best tweet the other night yes. was where's Chanel's six piece puzzle. <laughs> yes. I love how, I love how whenever uh, something is rigged uh, like, or like clearly, you know, you know that producers want things to go a certain way and they put something in there that like, you know, rigs it in someone's favor. P- people are like furious and they're like, this show's rigged. But then when Janelle's in trouble or like yep. Nicole's in trouble, you're, you're like, like, wait, Keisha. rig it. You're like, rig it for Keisha, rig it for Keisha. Yeah. <laughs> I know. All the tweets are like, Ms. Allison Grodner, I know where you live. Like, this. <laughs> It's like, come on, you rigged it for Rachel all those times in season 13. You can rig it for Janelle once, okay? I just think at this point, like, the producers really need to do something because the fact that this alliance has been steamrolling, it's just like they got to get in there and do something. Yeah, this whole alpha guys, it's just never really fun to watch. And, like, yes, you can argue that, like, oh, Danny and Nicole are part of it as well, but, like, they haven't done anything. They're just voting. They're not winning anything. I do think... I, you know, Danny has been somewhat annoying, but that one segment they did on her this week about like, you know, how she kind of like is manipulating all her Alliance members in a way Mm -hmm. and makes me think, you know, maybe she is playing a good sort of villain character in me. And Mm -hmm. I think she's going to make it far. She is playing a good game, but I still think she might be playing a little too hard. Mm -hmm. And I think people are onto it. I I think she's because she's protected on so many different sides and, it's gonna I still think they're gonna let her like they're not gonna go after her anytime soon and but I think eventually she's gonna get cut I don't think I and I think she's not playing too hard I think it's the fact that nobody else is playing yeah (laughs) like she's playing hard but like she's playing regular she's playing what she should (laughs) she should be doing what she should be doing she's doing what she should be and the thing that like you know um the, the interesting thing about Danny is she's a Big Brother super fan. Yeah, uh, she was talking on the feeds the other night, and she's like, you know, Julie doesn't ask us questions anymore during like the you know the live evictions. And Nicole was like, that's dumb. I hate when she does that. And Danny was like, that's Big Brother. That's fun. And like mm-hmm. they were like, no, Danny, that's stupid. Like, mm-hmm. and Danny was talking about her um, eviction message for Janelle. She was like, so this is what I said. Janelle, you're a legend. You're the queen, but I had to see you go. Don't worry. Kaser's going to follow you. Bye-bye, bitches. <laughs> and and Cody and Nicole were like, that's mean. Oh, and they were, were like, no, that's an homage to what she said. And they were like, what? Cody literally goes, 
What's an homage? Oh, God. I cannot handle Cody. <laughs> like, I no. can't. But Annie knows where, like, her past. She actually even bought Janelle's Big yes. Brother All-Star Season 1 dress. Yes. And wore it to her finale. Like, yes. She's crazy. I, I love it. <laughs> like, I, I love the game that Danny's playing. Even though she's the villain, she's playing the villain up. And she's doing, like, what we want a player to do. Even though we're mad that she got Janelle out. Like at least she's doing it. She's right. doing the thing. And um, I will say though, um, Janelle did say in one of her exit interviews, I don't think Danny and I will be friends ever, uh, after this season. <laughs> and she was like, and she was like, well, you know, but if Danny wins, you know, I'll be very, very happy for her. You know, she, she needs she, she, she doesn't have a lot going on career wise right now. I'm sure yeah. Right. Like, yes. <laughs> I'm really curious about the whole like rumors of like the pre-game alliances that were supposedly formed or whatever. Uh Janelle said the only person she had a preseason alliance with was Danny. Wow, really? Yep. Yep. And all I can get from all of the other tweets from like Evil Dick and fans is that Derek and Dan, whether they were supposed to be in this season or not, created preseason alliances coaching Cody and Memphis on like what to do and who to align with. Well, should we just sort of like quickly go through the week. Um, I feel like we've hit on most things. Is there anything, I guess, from the episodes or veto on Wednesday night? I will say this about uh, the veto competition this this week. I really didn't like it. Um, I just thought it was kind of lazy. And honestly, I haven't liked any of the competitions. And I wonder if that's a factor of COVID where they oh. just can't do get as many like exciting props or like a type of like games they would normally do they're all very childish like Mm -hmm. and they also are very low stakes and simple uh, especially the hoh competitions um Mm -hmm. horrible yeah the veto one like i would have loved this veto and they to have been what would you do for the veto i would yes why don't they do that anymore yeah i will take slop for five weeks i will take i will not win hoh for three weeks like Actually, yeah. put some stakes in there. Yes, I oh. will shave my head. I'll dye myself blue. Like, yes. yeah. I, oh, actually, you know what? Chum bucket gonna, and all that. I'm yeah. going to take the five thousand, and you know, really make these people step up for their alliances and mm-hmm. show who's who. None yeah. of them doing anything. It's just competition, rearranging ice cream cones. Oh my yeah. god! The whole like hold the ball, like. Yeah. What? That's the competition. And also that favors men because it's all about upper body strength. I hated okay. that competition. Yeah, but like, that competition was garbage. But the thing is, like, the um, I think it's absolutely COVID-related. They can't do the big setups anymore. But also, the, the older seasons, they had competitions that were literally just, like, the only th- props were a piece of paper, but they were more mental and they were more yeah. personality driven. Yes. More like, yeah. like people had more control of, like they were more interesting. And now it's just like rearrange some ice cream cones. It's like, mm-hmm. this is this. No, if you're going to have a cheap competition, make it a competition that's interesting and reveals character. Like, yes. Yeah. The yeah. button in season six, holding the button down. I mean, like um, that, I that, that was a never 20. Do that again. <laughs> Why? I, I think it's because uh they because it lasted so long they didn't have so they, it was a scramble for editing purposes uh, <laughs> like like i think production it was, was like 24 like, hours or something like that like, crazy. Like 15 15 hours. Hours. yeah wow. uh i just want some stakes especially for 
all again, all stars. Every yeah. competition should be something really big. And also, oh, well, I guess they can't, but like bringing some video messages from past players being like, mm-hmm. hey, all stars, like, you know, this week you're going to have to be doing this or that. Like, it's just, it's a very basic big brother formula with some propped up people being called all stars or as yeah. or as James Ryan and Danielle Reyes have been saying small stars. <laughs> oh, their podcast is so good. I was listening to the their podcast yesterday and just listening to all of them talk. Well, Danielle Reyes is my favorite player in, in Big Brother history. Um but listening to all of them talk you're just like they don't have like these smart are like they don't have the people who really understand like social patterns and mm-hmm. and stuff like that you know um i spent all last night and this morning recasting this season and <laughs> you were crunching me <laughs> i i just feel like i found a good configuration there are a couple people i think you know Maybe you like you guys would argue to swap out, but I just even though in our first pod or in our second pod when we were talking about you know overall being fairly happy with the mm-hmm. all star cast and I, I take it all back like Me except too. for four people. <laughs> yeah, I was, Honestly, I was surprised by this all. I yeah. I liked this all star cast when it was announced because yeah. I was anticipating like very predictable people like Paul again, Derek, like the like Josh, who like Josh is chaotic and Mm -hmm. like good TV, but like his chaos is a little like predictable to me. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, like they were like, Oh, Casey's coming back. And I'm like, I liked Casey. I thought she was very, I thought she was a very fine, I'm sure she's a lovely person, but like, do we need her back on an all I was like, no, like, but so I was surprised that there was like Keisha, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But this, it's just been such a, a dud. Praz, I would love to hear who yeah. you would cast. Okay. Yeah. I'll try to go really quick because it's 16 people. So the four that I kept from this season, um, and, you know, maybe now that we've talked about Danny, I would also throw her in, but I took her out because I'm just so upset with her right now. But I kept <laughs> Janelle and Kaser, of course, even though mm-hmm. I know, like, my husband was trying to say, get Kaser out of there, but I'm like, no, he must stay. And I kept yeah. Davon and Ian as well, just because I think – Ian's so smart, and I yes. just think, you know, a totally different personality type than most people in the house. And Davon, I just, I really am rooting for her, her third time playing, and I do feel like she's smart, and if she could just, like, get aligned with the right people or win some comps, like, she would, you know, be able to go a bit further than she has in the past. But yeah. the other 12 people, and so I don't know if there's going to be any controversy, but... You know, just these are just my opinions. We'll kick you out if we don't agree. Rachel Riley first, of course. I don't care that she's pregnant, but like maybe next time it they would, do this, it would be interesting if she was pregnant. I still stand by I that. <laughs> okay, and I know you just mentioned him, Matt, but I did put Josh Martinez in this my All Star cast just because it was such a it was he was pure chaos, and I really even though I found him so annoying and frustrating, like it was such a joyful moment when he beat Paul in the final yeah. two. Like I, Iconic. It was just, yeah. So I have, I had to bring him back. I have four winners on my cast as opposed to just two this season. And speaking of chaotic and a former winner, I did put evil Dick. I'm sorry, yes. Jill. I yeah. put evil Dick on my cast. <laughs> he should be um, there. Yes. And so to me, like I would swap Danny out for evil Dick. Um, another iconic player that I have in my cast is Brittany. Yep. Um, and then I have, 
uh, Jen, also from Dick's season. Jen, I love, yes. her. I love she'll, her. She'll, I never, want she'll some, never come back. Uh, I want I some female a, like comp beasts in, in I have a cast. signed slop pass from her because I loved her <laughs> so much and Evil Dick just really went in on her. Poor thing. Jen is one of the best casting decisions the show's ever made. Yeah. Like, was so, she was so funny. And I have a soft spot for season eight because it's the first, even though I love season six, like the most after going back and watching all of them. But season eight was the first one. Like when Nick moved to LA, he got me into Big Brother. And so that's the first one that I watched live. Oh, um, season eight was great. Season eight was fun. Yeah. Um, so then throwing in some other, I think, great players who maybe have been overlooked. Um, Helen from BB15. Yes, I thought she was so sharp and and she got I can't exactly remember what happened. I'm sure Matt, you remember everything that happened, but I just felt like, oh, she got screwed and she was so smart and I would just love to see her try to play again. Helen was excellent on season 15 because that cast was so volatile and they hated <laughs> each other so much but Helen was like everyone in that cast was just screaming at each other and Helen was just in the middle of all them being like oh guys isn't this so much fun (laughs) (laughs) has anybody seen my new red hat (laughs) like exactly that like (laughs) Helen Haley energy from a league of their own like um and then okay so let me go through the rest of mine um I put Natalie from was she BB seven eighteen or whatever. No, 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 not that Natalie. Um, Natalie, oh, who Natalie. goes on the challenge now. Yeah. Oh, that Natalie. No. Okay. <laughs> the reason why is because she was fairly good at competitions, even though she was she's so like teeny tiny, and mm-hmm. um, she's just like that. You need to have like that bubbly personality. Like you need to have oh, one. Yeah. No, you, like know, that, you, know. you know, you know who was the true agent of chaos of BB eighteen? It was Big Meech. Oh, yeah, not a fan. But put her, put her, put her in instead of Natalie. Yeah, Big Me oh. was, um, she hates Nicole. Yeah, that's oh, true. Amazing. Um, I think Natalie is a good pick too, though. She's super cute, and I'd like to play, I'd like to see her play without, you know, showmancing it up. I did also put James, like, what? James in Hewling. Yes, into my all star cast because. I don't know why. I just remember him being a fun personality. He brings like that country flavor without it being like as predictable, like Donnie or uh, Beast Mode Cowboy or whoever. Uh, no, I, I James, I think was really fun in season seventeen, but then season eighteen, he sort of became a little self aware yeah. of how yeah. cute and like fun he was, and so it was just a little like, okay, James, yeah, like, yeah I don't know. He came when he came back. He was a big disappointment. Yeah. Um, but and I and you know Evil Dick recently tweeted he was like you know very rarely do fan favorites come back and or anybody come back and flip their public perception to be positive like he's like when James the only person who came back that flipped to positive was Rachel Riley yeah it's, what she did yeah. was incredible like yeah well rounding out my sixteen um, I put in. <laughs> Well, I guess you'll be happy, Matt. I put Danielle Reyes in my all-star uh, cast. And then I also put Marcellus because I thought he oh. brought a fun flavor. Also, just a funny history of his veto flub. And um, just like, I thought a fun personality to have in the house. I was trying to be diverse with my age 
like ranges as well because I feel like I'm not going to put like a Jerry in my all stars, but I right. definitely don't want all 25 year olds. Oh no, um, no, no! We want we want Rennie Martin back. Like yeah. we want <laughs> Rennie back. I completely forgot her. I might have to redo it. But Rennie would be on my pick. 100. Yeah, Nick loves Rennie. I danced with her. <laughs> I did put Dan Geesling in my all star yeah. cast, and then to round it out, and I don't want you guys to hate me, but I went. For Mr. Pectacular, Jesse. Ah, yes. Yes, <laughs> because honestly, like looking back on these last several seasons where it's like these like bro dudes running the house, I would take Jesse over all of them because Jesse actually, I think, played the game. And mm-hmm. yes, he was like a cop beast, but he also had alliances and he he got in fights and he just he was a personality he's not just like cody who's like yeah oh i'm good at everything or a uh, tyler i'm just good at everything i'm naturally good at everything yeah. and no personality and i'm, I'm likable yeah. yeah well yeah. I, I like that's the thing if there's if there are alpha males in there i want them to be characters like i want yes. them to be a jesse i want them to be a polly who was just such a great villain mm-hmm. that like the downfall of polly was amazing like I, I want it to be like a russell who's just like a hothead russell mm-hmm. yeah um, well, I think we should <laughs> try to talk about maybe Thursday night's episode because there was a lot of, um, you know, there were some good moments and I think we should give Janelle her proper, you know, goodbye. Okay. We were just trying to put it off because we don't want it to be true. I know, I know, I know everyone. So, I know. I just, you know, this has been wonderful, but we should give our listeners. Yeah. Well, let's just say right off the bat, she looked amazing. Incredible. Oh my God. All three of her looked great. Um <laughs> <laughs> I mean, somehow she looks better today than she did 15 years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. So good on her. You know, it was nice to see her campaigning. It was actually really great to see her campaigning. I just wish she had done it a little sooner, maybe mm. before the veto was used. Um, I also, you know, here's the thing. I love Janelle, but I can also spot really big faults in her game this season, specifically not trying to work with Tyler like she said she wanted to. Like... Had she approached any of those people, I'm sure some of them maybe would have wanted to work with her. Um, and I think she played a little too personal with all the Nicole stuff. Um, yeah. So I think like she just was way too focused on Nicole, way too focused on trying to keep Kaser safe because he can't really do anything. And of course, she walked in with like the biggest target on her. Um, yeah. So really no reversing that. It was crushing to see her, like, have to wear the mask and, like, have her little exit interview. Um, and and it's really sad. Like, I was – I just seeing her play brings back, like, this era of Big Brother. It brings back this, like, specific moment in my life in 2005 that was just wonderful. So, it's, like, it's very nostalgic and it's, um, it's sad to see her go. But I am excited yeah. to, like, see what she has to say about the season. I'm excited to see how Kaser does without her. Like, yeah, no, one, the no one's ever seen that. And I, I'd like the one time. shining light about Janelle being gone is that maybe Kaser, maybe I say maybe because Lord knows it's probably not going to happen. But but I say maybe like Kaser can have his moment to shine because he's mm. never really had his moment to shine. Yeah. Everyone loves him so much because he's you know Kaser, he's King Kaser, and so. So I hopefully he lasts at least a, like a few more weeks and like just yeah. has a little bit of moments of glory. I think Janelle just w- was a dead woman walking from the second she walked in because this cast is just so unwilling to budge on mm-hmm. anything. So 
So I, I think she played better this season than she played in season 14. I do have to bring up Janelle's impact. So, I mean, obviously we, we know people are listening to the pod. The producers must be listening because they did a whole segment on one of her skincare products. Yeah. yeah. But even more interesting, me and Praz both own that face mask. It's the ordinary. Oh, does it, does it work? I've just bought it. <laughs> it's a lovely product. I mean, it is a little bit spicy. You can only keep it on for 10 minutes yeah. at maximum. And I thought it was really funny, like Ian chiming in with like the pH levels and like. <laughs> well, now that we all have her um, uh, facial peel, if we all pitch in her dress that she wore on Thursday, it's oh. on sale. It, it's oh. originally marked as uh, fourteen uh, one thousand four hundred eighty five dollars. Oh my um, god! Can you imagine bringing a fifteen hundred dollar dress like crumpled, like wrap, like folded in a Big Brother bag, like in the Big Brother house? Only she could do that. Iconic. But the dress is on sale. She left a ton of her clothes for Bailey and Davon to wear. I know. Yeah. She was- she was so sweet this season. Like she yeah. like gave people her clothes. She would she like, gave people Nicole her, skin her fancy. Yes, like so sweet and generous, I thought. And yeah, when like, uh, Devon was picking out like dresses to wear, Devon was like, "Where I'm not going to be able to wear this." And Janelle was like, "Wear it on finale night when you're in the final two. Oh, like yeah. yeah. Like, Janelle, you're, you you think of Janelle and you're just like, "Oh, comp beast. She's sassy. She's petty. She like she's like what you want in a reality show star and everything." And then season 14 she was a little like ice queeny yeah <laughs> um like you know like a little soulless which was also kind of fun but like here now that her kids are older and she's been a mom for several years like you really saw like janelle's like a sweet woman mm-hmm. who like is caring and kind and it's like this mm-hmm. is such a different side of janelle <laughs> yeah like, she, like said in one of her exit interviews she's like i could have gone into nicole but she's like you know what i'm a mother of three i'm not oh. gonna do that yeah, and she she also like urged us all to be very nice to Nicole A and like don't bully her on Twitter and stuff, which I thought was really sweet. Ugh, like, even though I am running a, another yeah. campaign, <laughs> I, I am empathetic, very empathetic towards Nicole. Like it can't be easy in that house. Like when you're you don't know what to believe. But again, uh, Janelle's dress is on sale for eight hundred eighty nine dollars. Who makes the dress, Matt? Alexandra Valtier. V-A-U-T-H-I-E-R. To just to, you know, get into my weekly segment of my thoughts on Julie. Um, I'll give her this. Um, It's not a huge compliment, but it's the best I can give. I think (laughs) it's the best so far. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I didn't hate it. It was fine. Her hair, got to say, hair looked great. Um, I thought it looked really um, voluminous and silky, and I really liked that. And I liked, like, the Mew Mew vibe shoes. Um, Too much necklace stuff going on again. Um, But, you know, maybe we're getting there, Julie. Maybe we're getting there. Was she wearing any, like, crucifixes? Yeah, she wore her double cross. Always the double cross, yeah. Double cross. Double cross, baby. I did like her reaction to Danny voting out Kaser. Oh, yeah. Because it just got me really excited. Well, I was like, oh my god! At that moment, I was like, "Oh my god, it's happening! They're flipping! They're flipping!" I, I said it like, to John. I was like, "Wait, what?" Uh, I Enzo did it too. I was like, "Wait, what?" Yup. I was like, "Oh my god, it's happening! It's happening!" And like, of course, we were all watching at different times. So I was just like, 
I've seen the votes. And I was like, this is it. Like the producers heard our call. They knew that they couldn't blatantly rig a challenge. I was like doing the math. I was like, it's going to be a tie and Tyler's going to vote out Kaser. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. It apparently, was only... she, apparently she like pulled people in all in a room together and was just like, listen, fuckers. I was hoping she would have done that. Because the problem was all week long she was campaigning, but it would just everyone would say, yeah, I'll vote for you if you get a majority. I'll vote for you if you get a majority. And it's like, that's mm-hmm. worthless. So it's like, you yeah. did need to get almost like four or five or more people in a room all together right. saying like, yes, I'll do it because it's not going to happen otherwise. Yeah. I just really want, I really wanted Janelle to like call everyone out and just be like, all you new players suck. Like you are all bad. And like, this, this is pathetic. Like, let me teach you how to do this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And Memphis would have just sat there and just been like, Oh, I don't know nothing. I actually quite like Memphis this season. I do not. I, I think he's a great villain type character. Like Danny. I think he is playing a a game that will probably like they'll probably get him at some point but for now I'm kind of just like oh he's doing a different job than like everyone else is doing like his strategy is very different from everyone else's yeah um I I and I was not a huge Memphis fan on season 10 but this season I'm just like eh might as well root for him cuz I'm not rooting for like who am I who am I going to root for <laughs> right. I know it's like I'm kind of just rooting for Kaser or like Ian or Devon at this point. Yeah. I don't like. I keep, I keep forgetting Ian's there. I, yeah. think, I think he's doing well. I, I'm excited. He's doing really well. Yeah. His, yeah. his comment when Christmas was like, I'm cooking, and yeah. he's like, What are you making? was hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just speaking of Nicole, I mean, the goodbye message was nothing. It was like sweet at first, and then she drops in the line about the wedding. I thought it was. She re recorded it. Yeah, she recorded it. I actually thought her line was funny. Like, I know you probably don't want to come to my wedding, so don't worry about it. Janelle in all her post interviews were like, I was never going to the yeah. wedding. I have a beer competition with my daughter. <laughs> like, she's like, but of course I'm sending them a gift. Like, yeah, she, iconic. Apparently, Nicole recorded something that she thinks was maybe too mean. And oh. she was telling Danny all about it. Because this is the same conversation they were having when Danny was telling them about her ex- uh, you know, goodbye message. And she's like, I don't know. I think mine was too mean, guys. And like, they were like, Danny was like, well, did you give her a compliment? She's like, yeah, I said I wanted to play with you, but you didn't want to play with me. And they were like, that's not a compliment. You need to be like, Janelle, you're a legend in this game, however. And like, so then she went mm-hmm. and did it. Um, she said, and she said that they had to do it three times. Oh, I just wish it was like, just say, say, I don't like you. I had to get you out. You're a threat. Don't come to my wedding. Like, I just wish you would, everyone would own something. Every, that's, and that's, you know that's, that that's been one of my biggest issues is oh, people yeah. don't I, own up. They're not like, you know what, Chanel, you can, you're, you're campaigning. You're wasting your time right now because you, yeah, you yeah. are big brother and uh this is all stars and i need to get out the biggest star nobody would say that they were like oh well you'll be good with me if you can get five more votes like yeah. no i can't respect that type of gameplay it's boring as a viewer and it's just not intriguing well and the thing and the problem was is they were just like oh we need to get her out she's a legend she's a legend but these people don't know why she's a legend yeah like they've, they've yeah. never seen her seasons and yeah. if they did see her seasons they would know like 
oh, she's like, because they were all accusing her of being shady and sneaky and lying. And if you watch Janelle in any of her seasons, like she doesn't, that's not how she does it. Like she is known for being just like a very loyal and she's known for being a fighter. Like that's why people rooted for her. Yeah. Um, Like she's not a Dan Geesling. She is a Janelle. Yeah. (laughs) I think the biggest, like the best burn goodbye message, which I know they probably either wouldn't play it or wouldn't let you do is I would have just been like, bye Janelle. Like, and that's it. Like, don't give her the satisfaction of even being like, I'm just inviting you to my wedding or whatever. Like, like, because Janelle gave the best burn back, I think, by just like not even reacting. Like she oh, just yeah. was like next, next. not like, reacting to any of that. Yeah. No, Janelle yes. respects gameplay. That's the thing. Like you said earlier, um, I think it was you, Nick, like in post interview, she's like, Yeah, Memphis, you got me. Like she game recognized game and she like mm, yeah. like, Yeah, good on you. The fact that she is friends with, you know, the other the friendship from season six in real life, like it's a testament to the fact that she acknowledges and these old players acknowledge, like it's a TV show. Like it's a, it's a game. game. And we were all playing with each other, you know, like this isn't, this wasn't a personal thing, you know? Well, and that's what I, I agree with you, Matt. Like I don't love Memphis this season. I've definitely been frustrated with him from time to time, but I agree. Like, he's just like, guys, it's a game. Like, like when people were giving him so much shit for nominating David, He's like, I got to nominate two people like every week. He's a rookie. Like, why wouldn't I nominate him? Like, I want HOH and I have to nominate two people. Like, what am I supposed to do? And it's like, it's kind of funny because the gameplay has gone down like so much in, in recent seasons, even though like some might say like the game is completely different and the comps are so much harder and all this stuff. It's like, when you get back to like the basics of Big Brother, like these older players, I think just get it a lot better. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And they, they're able to look at things more objectively, you know, yes. they're, they're able to, because they also come from when re when reality television, when reality competitions started. Mm-hmm. So like they understand like the base, like the roots of what these shows are all about, mm-hmm. you yeah, know? Exactly. Um, so, so yeah. And I'm, the thing with Memphis's nominations is it's kind of like, he kind of did. I understand what he was trying to do because he was in this one alliance, but he was also in good with Janelle and Kaser. So mm-hmm. he was trying to, you know, do it so both sides were still going after each other, and he would walk away unscathed. I mean, he it did make him suspicious to his other alliance, but you know, I understand what he was trying to do with those nominations. So this week, you know, Danny uh, was trying to get Cody to team up with her to vote for Kaser, uh, to to vote out Kaser so that they could frame it on Devon and Bailey. And Cody was like, no, I'm not going to do that. But then for some reason, Enzo did that too without mm-hmm. talking to Danny. So does so does Cody and the rest of the Alliance think that Danny or like know that Danny did that then? I know that they are kind of suspecting Danny to be one of the ones, but they're not, they're not like confirmed. Like they're not. Yeah. Cody kind of suspects Danny, but like doesn't know who the second one would be. Well, we're really sad to see Janelle go. Um, We're going to miss her, but we're going to love her and we're going to now campaign for a fan favorite, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't think we need to do much campaigning. I think it's a, a done deal at this point. <laughs> I hope <laughs> Which so. Is, she, she would be the first pre-jury member to win America's Favorite. <laughs> oh, really? Come on. Welcome to Crunching Numbers, our weekly segment where we take on a mental challenge of our own. 
Well, guys, um, I crunched a few numbers for you all this week. Um, and excited <gasps> to have uh, Matt as also a participant in this. And listen, you guys might know all this information, but I didn't know it. And so, like, let's just have a little fun here, okay? Okay, I'm excited. All right. So I just, I don't know what got me thinking. Maybe it's recent casting, Janelle, how much people love her, whatever. I was like, who are the most popular players from this season on social media? Mm, And I was like, let me just go through. And I have full lists of follower counts for for all of them on Instagram and Twitter. Okay. All right. But let's start with Instagram. So. I don't know. The person who is the most followed surprised me personally. So I'm interested to know what you guys think. I'm going to say Cody. I'm going to say Bailey. I'm going to say Nicole A or Tyler. Well, guys, get in the spirit. The Christmas spirit. (laughs) Oh, God. That's true. She was a, an influencer before she was before. cast. Yes. Oh, yeah. She did all the gym workouts. Yeah. So yeah. She's, she comes in at number one with 690,000 followers. The second one doesn't really surprise me. None of you have said her so far. Nicole Steph. Yeah, exactly. And she's, yeah. that's been like her, that's her career now. Right. So. Yeah. She's no longer a nurse. <laughs> there's like a 300,000 follower dip to the next duo. You guys have mentioned both of these. I'll just give you a hint. Men. Oh, Cody. Yeah, he's one of them. Tyler. Yep, exactly. So, but, so the way that I was like seeing these makes sense because these more recent cast types are like came up more in the world of Instagram and they probably recruited off there. So it kind of makes sense. Yeah. But Bailey's a model. I thought she'd be up higher. Oh, okay. Well, good segue. (laughs) She's number five. Um, okay. 178,000. I think that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'll just quickly run through some and then we'll get to the bottom. But um, then we have Nicole Anthony with 151,000. Then Devon, 137,000. Then we got our girl Janelle, still mm-hmm. pretty good, 36,000. The so- only person I still follow from <laughs> any like, <laughs> reality show is her. You know, the next three are not that interesting to me. It goes Danny, then David, then Kesar. But the, we're getting into low follower counts at this point. Like Danny only has 52,000. David has 42,000. Kesar has 23,000. Ian isn't up there higher. All right. Well, next we have Ian. <laughs> he has 11,000. But I do want to point out that Ian only has three pictures on his Instagram. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't strike me as someone who like posts a lot. So the bottom three, I mean, RIP. Keisha, Enzo, and I know this will make Nick happy, but the lowest followed uh, house guest is Kevin. Yes! <laughs> Kevin has 2,892 followers. Oh, the poor thing. <laughs> that, was, that was why I was so surprised that Kevin was was brought back. Like, he was a very um, a fun surprise for me when the cast yeah. was announced. And I was like, oh, wow, this is a, a really surprising choice. I'm really into this. And then it just turned into what it turned into. <laughs> well, um, just a quick number that I also was intrigued by. Who is the Big Brother alum with the most Instagram followers of any season? Big Brother alum with the most Instagram followers. Like, uh, when you hear it, you'll be like, oh, duh. Oh, God, is it Frankie? <laughs> it's Frankie. Yeah. Oh, duh. <laughs> right, exactly. That was exactly my response. So he has 2.1 million followers. It's like any relative of a mega celebrity. Like, 
Well, and she's like, yeah, she's on a different level. So, (laughs) (laughs) and I will, I'm not going to go through all the Twitter numbers. I just want to give a shout out to the number one followed Twitter, um, you know, account of the house guests this year. Do you guys want to take any guesses? Ian? I feel like Davon tweets the most. Well, I'm happy to say that the number one followed house guest on Twitter is Janelle. Wow. Well, you'd want to know something cute about Janelle's Twitter. Yeah. She follows me. <gasps> wow. Janelle followed me once because uh, I she would, did some sort of thing where it's like, re, the first 10 people who retweet this will get a follow. And so, of course, I did it. And she followed me. And then literally the next day I checked and she didn't follow me anymore. <laughs> they had a whole conversation in the, on the feeds about how they all hate Twitter because Instagram, you can make money. And Twitter, you can't. They're like, Twitter, you can't make any money. And it's just like, you noobs. They got it. And Janelle's like, how about you sell a house and make yeah. some money? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Kaser's like, how about you all get like real jobs in tech and, like, and make some sales? Yeah. And then I'm sure Tyler would be like, oh, well, I'm a jewelry designer. Oh, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> all right well that was um just a little fun i wanted to have with social media this week well thanks for crunching those numbers oh, always well i'm excited to see what numbers we all crunch next week all right do you want me to say it mm-hmm. always spoiler zone <laughs> we saw the beginning of the hoh competition on thursday what a du- again another dumb <laughs> It was confusing. I'm like, they're doing this in heats. Why? Like, why can't yes. they have built something that just like, it could have played out live with all right. however many are left? I just think it's so unfair to break it up into six people and then just say similar what they did with the veto competition, like where it's like, you yeah. know, bracket style. The thing is with this HOH competition, I usually kind of like this was kind of a very crapshoot HOH competition. Um, and I usually kind of like those because, um, that gives a bigger chance for like, um, a more random person to win, like not like a physical threat, like, because the chance for, you know, a total rando to win. Yeah, absolutely. But it, it turns out that like a, a relatively physical person did win. (laughs) Enzo won HOH, which is, you know, it's interesting, um, because like, his real name his real name is vincenzo yeah spoiler on spoiler we found out his real name is vincenzo that guy from new jersey that guy from new jersey um out of out of that alliance i was like oh okay but i really didn't want anybody in that alliance to win mm-hmm. this week because it's so boring uh yesterday were the noms and he nominated Kaser and Kevin, two big threats in the house. <laughs> so God. are they using Kaser as a pawn or we don't know? Nope. They want, like, as of right now, so the veto competition is happening right now. Okay. Um, they're like, all right, Kaser's going, blah, blah, blah. And, like, Kevin's like, I'm going to fight like hell to win this veto. I think, obviously, anything can happen. And, like, they might, if, let's say, like, Enzo wins uh veto i could see them being maybe like all right we're taking kevin down and putting david up or something like and just getting him out because nobody wants to be stuck in the jury house with david enzo if you're gonna do anything like make a move put up he's so annoying to watch with any like because now he's leading the conversations and they're like he's just yo i don't know bro yo it's like i said this it's like you know we're just gonna play we're gonna see it's like i you know i'm cool with you you're cool with me you know bro i don't know it's like we're just playing you know it's like 
it's he says nothing actually i will yeah. listen sometimes and i'm like he's talking he's talking what is he saying and nothing's being said i don't understand like he's just saying yo i don't know bro like constantly he's like that's what and then he goes that's what i'm saying and i'm like what did you say i don't know what you just said yeah. like it's like he agrees with everyone and then we'll be like yo i don't know bro and his reasoning for like putting up caser is just like he's He's never talked game to me. He, like he like he's never talked game to me like all these weeks, and it's just like so. Like, is he a threat to you? Like, no. I don't know. Like, it's. I find it interesting though that so far he's won the most competitions out of anyone. Yeah, he's, he's, he's like this next one. It's like I gotta. I, I can't win this veto. He's saying he's like because that'll be four comps. I can't win four comps. Like, you know that's too much. That's too much. So he's like basically throwing it to his team, saying like you guys gotta win. Nick, what are your um, witchy predictions on who's going home? Um, I just want to say, I think there's a small chance that Enzo could try to backdoor Ian or Memphis this week. Yeah. Yeah, I, I could I'm see that I'm just going to put that out there because he's very upset about Memphis throwing the veto comp, trying to throw it at least. Uh, even though he didn't. Try, even though he didn't. <laughs> yeah. But he, you know, they were like, he was going so slow. He had that one cupcake. He could have been done and all this stuff. Um, so he's upset about that. And he's thrown Ian's name out a couple times, just kind of as like, we got to get him out of there, out of here and stuff. So I I think there's a chance that could happen. But yeah. um, I need to know what the witch thinks. Um, I would love to see any type of shakeup. I'm so disillusioned that my like witch powers are now just like, well, we're giving up. It's Kaser. Um, I think, um, I think David will go home. Ooh, interesting. With that, honestly, yeah, totally fine. It's time. It's time. I, David, it's just so. I mean, if you're gonna bring a a first day evicty back. Come on, guys. Jody, Jody, Jody has Jody, Jody has Jody. been through so much, and everyone wants Jody back. Like, because everyone can acknowledge, even the heart, most heartless of heartless people on social media are just like, give Jody another chance. <laughs> yes, especially because Jody seems so darling and lovely. Yeah, <laughs> like, love Jody, and it would have been fun to see her like actually get to play with Ian and Janelle, who were both on that season, and like maybe I they know. could. I don't know. Janelle would have like a Gwyneth Paltrow moment and be like, I was on Big Brother with her. <laughs> oh my God, you're so right. If something does not shake up this week, it's like, oh my yeah. God. Like if Kaser yeah. goes home, you know what? At least he gets to go home and hang out with his kid and yeah, you know, before like, jury. New Twitter, Twitter followers. Um, like the show doesn't even deserve him at this point. Although yeah. I would, he's, I would like him to do something. Otherwise, yeah has no like he's just kind of living off of a of a move he made 15 years ago uh, but what a move it was <laughs> <laughs> it was the move that made it all happen. matt no i sealed your partner's fate i, I caught the bigger fish oh my god like nothing gets me wetter <laughs> hearing like watching kingster's stone face Say I sealed your partner's fate, and Maggie, who I think Maggie was a brilliant player, but yeah, and just walking around being like genius, genius, yeah, <laughs> and just amazing, <laughs> amazing, and we're just like, yeah, it is. I um, think that 
we, you know, Jill obviously has some homework. She needs to watch season six. We've told her multiple times. Jill, Um, you've never seen season six? No, guys, listen. And I'm even watching Love Island this year. So I really, I have no one to blame. Oh, you need to watch season six. Love Island. Today, David said, Oh, I was hoping I was going to be on Love Island this summer. Ah! Evict him. Get him out. Get him out. Since last week, I've been watching so many clips of, uh, Janelle and Brittany as a duo on on Amazing Race that season and I just feel like I have to watch that season of Amazing Race like it just seems so fun and funny and and it feels like it'll give me my little like like you know it's Rachel Brittany and Janelle all who I put on my all-star cast in one season of Amazing Race if there's a big brother rewatch that I have to do because I've rewatched a bunch of seasons I've seen season six like three times or mm-hmm. like or I think I started rewatching it a fourth time and then I was like I already know this season by heart what am I doing <laughs> um but a season of Big Brother I need to rewatch is season nine. Oh, Ew. I need to rewatch it because I mean what yeah what a disaster <laughs> like what a great joyous disaster it was you know, I um, met Parker from season nine once in the mall because he stopped the me PMT to like. Photographer? <laughs> he was working in casting on a reality show. He was trying to cast women who like need makeovers. And Is that he like approached me. Yes! He was trying to get me to like audition for this show oh that needed like. I guess fugly women, and I was like, "Oh my god!" The time I'm talking to him, I'm like, "Oh my god!" He was on Big Brother, and I just was like, "Hi!" I was like, "Okay." Um, <laughs> like, you were on Big Brother, right? And he's like, "Oh my god, yes, you remember me?" And we talked, and he, I so I of course gave him my number, and he kept calling me, uh, trying to get me to be on this uh, show, and I was like, "Wow!" Oh. You know who I do miss from season nine? Chelsea. Oh, what a very that hair just her hair was just perfect for season nine (laughs) when i think of season nine i think of chelsea's hair yeah i think of natalie squirting her breast milk i think of two people almost dying on the same night what a mess that season was well janelle is um gone but not forgotten of course no so she lives on she lives on in my heart but, you know, we've been here before. This is the fourth time we've had our hearts broken. True. And we've, we've persevered. We've, we've ro- risen above. The, mem- the legacy will always live on. She That's at least true. gave us iconic visuals for this season. Like, I mean, just the image of her with the Louboutin shoes oh, dressed as yeah. her little star, like, is an iconic Big Brother image that will last forever. Um, well, thank you so much. Matt for being on the pod this week. This was so wonderful. Oh my gosh, Matt. This I love so it. Wonderful. Thank you. For, I really appreciate it. I'm such a fan. Like I, I listen to you guys. <clears throat> I've like listened to all your podcasts um, this year and I'm just like, oh, they're so good. <laughs> I want to talk with them. So Matt, remind our listeners again where they can find you and, and what you're up to. So you can find me on social media on both Twitter and Instagram at it's Matt Steele. So um, ITS Matt Steele. Uh, M-A-T-T-S-T-E-E-L-E and uh, you can also find uh, my YouTube channel and podcast uh, which is called Two Gay Mats T-W-L and you can also if you would like to uh, watch me play not myself uh, you can uh, check out Devo's uh, The Movie which is available on all streaming platforms where 
you can uh, rent or buy movies. So iTunes, Amazon, YouTube movies, Voodoo, all those fun things. Uh, if you want to see a movie about bitchy boys in their high school musical. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, that's uh, that's where I am. Awesome. This was so fun to have a fellow BB fan on the pod. A true, a true super fan. The honor's mine. I'm glad we could all mourn together, hold each other's hands, stroke each other's hair, tell each other that it's going to be okay. <laughs> Jill, is there, a, is there a final note you'd like to send us out on? Just remember, be kind. <laughs> Three miles down the street from the Big Brother house, I'm Nick. I'm Praz. I'm Jill. And I'm Matt. Good night. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da